0: very grateful and we look forward to celebrating many more Christmases together now earlier this month we finished this 31 week series called the story and boy how many people here remember the story That was an incredible series. I mean, it was an amazing journey through God's Word, the Bible, in a chronological fashion that unfolded sort of like a story, easy for us to follow and remember. And it went from everywhere from the creation of the heavens and the earth to the birth of baby Jesus um, to John's revelation about the end of the world. And you know what? The pastoral team, and I know here it was something that the team thought of several times do we really want to do a 31 week series i mean you know conventional wisdom is saying that our series should be shorter and shorter and large churches are making even these mini series because they say they can't hold the attention span of their members and you know new people when they come we want them to be able to jump right in but how many people here are grateful for a pastor that believes in teaching a word in its completeness and its entirety amen Can we say thank you to the pastor for that Uh, Like Pastor Glenn mentioned, uh, Pastor and Miss Laura are out on a much-needed vacation enjoying some R&R, but if everyone could smile and wave at them and say, we love you and we thank you for all you do, Pastor. We're so glad um, that you give us this opportunity with your faithfulness. Now, uh, immediately to break uh, the City Church record of 31-part series, I will be launching today a 365-part series entitled... Faithfulness Enables. Okay, so some of you looking at me a little crazy, like a 365-part series. Brother Richard, are you serious? You better have a great concept uh, to go along with that. And yes, actually, I do have a great concept to go along with that. It's called membership. You all sign a contract. You have to be here. Now, but with all teasing aside, I do feel like the Lord gave me a, a very amazing focal point for this message, this one-part series entitled Faithfulness Enables. And it's simply this. If you remember that God is faithful, you will know that he is able. If you remember he is faithful, you will know he is able. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. And today we ask that you just might reveal the evidence of how you've been with us throughout the years, knowing that you are with us for generations and you will be with us into the future as long as we allow you to. Father, we thank you so much for the many opportunities that we've had over this holiday season to encounter your faithfulness. And I pray that we'd be willing to share that with others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. day, Ross Savage was walking back to her desk for seemingly the thousandth time when she sat and thought for a moment, my life has got to have more purpose than this, than this desk job that I have here. And so that night, she decided to go home and explore that a little more, and she wrote out two obituaries, one the life she was having and the life she was headed for, maybe a couple promotions, a couple uh, nice new things. And a second describing the life that she wanted a life of purpose, a life of adventure. And she took a look at the two and realized that they were, they were quite far apart. And at that moment, she knew that she had to do something different. She couldn't continue on with the same life. So, with no small leap of logic, she decided to quit her high-paying six-figure job and become an ocean rower and be the first lady to cross the Atlantic Ocean solo. That seems logical, right? Or a little bit crazy, depending on who you ask. She admits to that herself. I'd like for you guys to take a look at me with me for a moment at our wonderful globe. This is Planet Earth, and from space it, it seems kind of small. You can see in the upper left the outlines of North America, and if you kind of follow the uh, east coast down, you'll find the, the handle there, which is Florida, and right in the middle, Central Florida, or Sanford. And uh, crossed in the bottom right, uh, the lower area, you'll see the outlines of Africa, where Raj Savage started her 3,000-mile uh, journey, and. Then on the other side, in the bottom left, you'll see South America, where her journey was to end. She spent 103 days rowing at about 2 miles an hour across the Atlantic Ocean. But you know what? That doesn't even seem that crazy compared to what she took on next, the Pacific Ocean. How many of you guys are used to seeing our globe from this side? The Pacific Ocean is a body of water so large that it actually covers a third of the Earth's surface. It takes more than 8,000 miles to get from the hairline, you see the outline of California in the upper right, down to the small sliver of Australia or Oceania where she would arrive in the bottom left. And you know what? Just a short period of time into her journey, about 10 days, she encountered... The biggest storm of her life. The storm was so big and so severe that it was hundreds of miles in diameter with waves of 20 feet or more. And how many people from the video remember how big her boat was? They're around 23, 24 feet. You don't want to be in the water with waves as big or bigger. Than your boat, and at one point the storm was so violent that as it tossed and turned her boat, it actually capsized or flipped over. And as she was buckled inside of her harness inside of the cabin, the buckles actually ripped out of the floor of the cabin, and she started to be violently thrown around from side to side, at points losing consciousness, but she survived. And at a point not too long after, when someone asked her did she ever feel like she was going to die, she said no. She never felt like she was going to die because she knew her little boat was strong and she knew that she and her boat would make it. And indeed they did. See, after being at sea for so long with her boat, Together, through storms and trials, she knew that it was strong enough to do it. She knew that she could make it, and indeed they did. See, today the term faithfulness has many different meanings. Often we think of a consistent person, someone who always shows up, someone who always shows up on time, that's a faithful person. And maybe even in in the instance of a noble person, someone who consistently shows up, And they're loyal. I know when they show up, they're going to be on my team. But I tell you, on that day, in the midst of her storms, she found a deeper meaning for faithfulness. Deserving trust. See, when later asked about what her boat had done, she could recall that it had been through so much And she had gone so long through so many storms. It had delivered her across the Atlantic Ocean by herself. See, it had been with her and provided for her safety and shelter and transportation. It had done it so well that she trusted it completely. She trusted it with her life. How much more is God deserving of our trust. See, the faithfulness of God far exceeds anything else. God in his faithfulness deserves everlasting trust in all circumstances. The faithful boat did well in the seas for a time, but what about in a desert or on the side of a rocky cliff? See, life has more than just seas. It has deserts and cliffs and tundras and valleys and jungles, and only God can be trusted in all those situations. He always keeps his promises, and he loves us. Oh, Brother Richard, I'll be honest, that sounds great, you know, touchy-feely, but honestly, we can't see God. How do we know that he's really faithful? Okay, here's where we need to take notes. So grab a pen, grab paper, if you've got a smartphone, if you've got a tablet, if you have a tablet bigger than me, show it off. Even if you don't have any of that stuff, I know you can at least find a pen, there's one right in front of you in the seat pockets, grab that pen, if you don't have any paper, roll up your sleeves, get ready to write it on your arm. If you don't think you can see it on your arm, find a neighbor whose arm is easier to see on. Everybody's got it, here we go. How do we know that God is faithful? We have to seek out records of his faithfulness. And once again, even though PG said it, to prove that I'm not the smartest guy in the room, I asked you to tell me how you remember that God is faithful. Many people chimed in on Facebook and Twitter, and about three weeks ago on a Wednesday night service, we passed out little cards, and it gave so many responses of how the Lord had been faithful in their life, in the life of their family and beyond, and it was really a little overwhelming, but awesome to see that God was there in so many different ways. For some people, he was there in the form of family members. For other people in situations, or a reminder or a note that, That he was always with them. When I took all those notes and those messages, and I kind of stacked them on my desk, they kind of went into more or less four piles. And so four of these concepts really stuck out with me, and that's what I'd like to share with you today. Number one, how do we know that God is faithful? Where can we find evidence? Well, we can read the Bible. If we read the Bible, we can hear God's word for ourselves. And I like how my brother Bruce said it. He was One of my first bosses and a mentor from Michigan, he responded on Facebook and said, you know what, Richard, don't just read the Bible, meditate on the Scriptures. Get to know it and hear. You know, when he said that and I was coming through the Scriptures, one passage really stood out to me. And I'd love for you guys to turn turn to it with me. It's Psalms 111, verses 5 through 8. Psalms 111, verses 5 through 8. If you had it, go ahead and wave your pinky real quick. Let me know you got it. A few people still turn into it. The Bible says, He provides food for those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant forever. He has shown His people the power of His works and given them the lands of other nations. The works of His hands are faithful and just, and His precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever." And ever, and ever, and ever, and ever and ever, and acted in faithfulness and uprightness. Throughout the Bible, there are testimonies and stories of God's faithfulness from the Exodus and Him preserving the Jewish people to helping them conquer the promised land, from Paul's missionary journeys to the to the amazing growth of the church, despite persecution. When you read the Bible, you cannot help but encounter stories after stories, example after example of God's faithfulness. Number two, everyone still taking notes with me? All right. Observe His creation. When you take a look at this picture on the screen, how gorgeous is that? Now, I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of reasons to stay inside these days. We got HD TV. How many of you guys are rocking a 32 inch screen TV? Maybe just me. Y'all got 50, don't you? All right, that's okay. (laughs) Video games. I got a Wii. It's really cool. Trust me, I love it. I've seen the ladies got the nice vanity sets. And, uh, you know, who in Florida doesn't like a good air conditioning? You know, sit back and relax. But I promise you, if you stay inside, you're missing out on something special. There has never been anything man-made that's as beautiful as God's creation. Go out and enjoy it. Get out there with your family. Take advantage of that. I think we even have a small group that goes hiking and camping. Get out there and appreciate what God is. Jesus himself said this in Luke chapter 12, verse 27. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. And I tell you, not even King Solomon... The wealthiest man in the world at the time, And all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. And even beyond what's here on earth, how amazing is that? You know, I remember growing up, my mother bought me a telescope, and I would go to the backyard on a clear night and I would take it out and take a look at the stars. And, wow, I was always in awe of that. There were so many of them and so many of the different shapes and sizes. You know, I like how one of our sisters here from St. Church, Tamara, said it. The stars are so amazing. They are so numerous. Yet he knows them by name. You know, many scientists are also enamored by the stars. And they've come up with these uh, Complicated astrological charts with numbering systems of seven to nine digits and two letters, and you need a key and some sort of graph to even decipher them. But God knows them by name. As an individual creation, each one with a purpose. How cool is that? See, even some of our secular scientists have been surprised to discover and I quote, that in order for embodied, interactive life to exist and progress anywhere at all in the universe, the fundamental constants and quantities of nature have to be fine-tuned to incomprehensible precision. What does that mean? That means that if our little planet Earth was off course by just a little bit, or if one of millions of celestial events Disturbed our planets, we could see mass extinction, and physical life on this earth would not exist as we see it today. We are here because of a faithful God. I'm sure the psalmist may have looked at a picture similar to that when he wrote in Psalms chapter 36, "Your love, Lord, reaches to the heavens; your faithfulness to the skies." Number three, I have a lot of fun with this one. Learn your family's history. Learn about your family's history. How many people here know their grandparents? Okay. How many people here know of their great-grandparents? Oh, wow, a lot more than last time. How many people know of their great-great-grandparents? All right. How many people know of my great-great-great-great-great-grandparents? Ah, uh, I, I got you on that one. If you don't know more about your family, I really encourage you to find out. Talk to some of those elders in your family. Ask some of the people around who raised their hand how they got to know more about their family. See, within every family, you will find evidence of God's faithfulness. Even if you don't know the specific details of your forefathers' experiences, you can just be in awe that you were born at all. See, if anywhere along your family tree, the branches were severed before you were born, you would not exist. What does that mean? That means that if your mother's father's mother had died before childbirth in the black plague, in a war, in slavery, you would not be here today. You're here because of God's faithfulness. My grandfather, we call him Papa, he was born in 1922, and recently passed away to be with the Lord. But he had an amazing story. As a teenager, he found himself on his own, and he hustled hard to try to make it through high school and eventually joined the Army. And then right before he was deployed to fight in World War II, he snuck off base in the middle of the night and married his high school sweetheart, my grandmother. And then for the next 22 to 36 months, he fought alongside of some of freedom's greatest heroes, but he had to dodge bullets, avoid shrapnel, and constantly repel the enemy. And at one point, when his unit's supply line got severed by the Axis, he actually had to eat rats in Germany just to survive. Now I know some of you are thinking that's not going to be New Year's dinner. It's okay. It's all right. We can come up with something else. But all this happened before my mother was ever conceived. I'm here because of God's faithfulness. How did he emerge not bitter, not angry, but grateful and enabled could only be because of a good God. Our fourth point together and our final point. How do we know that God is faithful? We can take notes of his faithfulness in our life
1: one night i dreamed i was walking along the beach with the lord many scenes from my life flashed across the sky in each scene i noticed footprints in the sand sometimes there were two sets of footprints other times there were one set of footprints this bothered me because i noticed that during the low periods of my life when i was suffering from anguish sorrow or defeat i could see only one set of footprints So I said to the Lord, you promised me, Lord, that if I followed you, you would walk with me always. But I've noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there have only been one set of footprints in the sand. Why, when I needed you most, you have not been there for me. The Lord replied, the times when you have seen only one set of footprints is when I carried you.
0: Amen, amen. For many of you who may not know her, that's my mother. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her. And as a single mother with three young boys, her prayers are the only reason that I'm standing before you today. I'm so grateful that she came out from... so grateful, Mom, that you came out from Michigan to be with me and my family today and for reading that before us. She's seen so much in our life and we're just a shining example of God's faithfulness and willing to share it. Like Mary Stevenson who wrote that poem Footprints in the Stand we can all come up with amazing ways to share God's faithfulness. Not all of us are poet laureates or great singers but each one of us can find a way to share God's faithfulness. Some among us some among us have already shared that they journal or they blog online. I know others take pictures of incredible moments in their life so they can always remember them. One picture that's burned in my mind that I'll never forget was taken at Arnold Palmer Hospital when my daughter was being released. She was jumping and smiling after being in the hospital for three days when I brought her in. Scared, nervous, driving down I-4 with her having seizures, slipping in and out of consciousness. To have a picture of her revived and smiling is a moment that I'll never forget. Parents, tell your children about God's faithfulness. Don't let the moment pass. You don't know when you're going to have the next one. Let them know about things they may not remember. Tell them the stories of things that happened in your life before you were even born. And young people, you have a special opportunity. See, on September 26, 2006, Facebook was open to the world. And it forever changed the way that many things in people's lives were recorded. For millennials, you may have everything from pictures around your birth And stories and statements from elementary school and beyond up through today. What does Facebook, Twitter, what what do they say about you? Do they tell stories of God's faithfulness? Do they show pictures of you out drinking or trying to have fun at a party? Or maybe do they describe how you encountered God's grace for the first time? you have a chance for the whole world to see how God's been faithful in your life take advantage of it and you know what? no matter what medium you choose to use just make sure that you do set up reminders of God's faithfulness and find how you can share it with others so how do we come to know that God is faithful because someone shared it with us. Whether it was the Holy Spirit-inspired writers of the Bible, or whether it's the secular scientists who couldn't help but to conclude that we weren't here by accident, or maybe it was a great story of survival in your family, or even the journal you decided to start today, let us be reminded this year that God is faithful. Faithfulness enables. If you remember God is faithful, you will know He is able to do anything in your life because He has done it so many times before. Could you all stand with me as we pray? Father God, we're so grateful for your faithfulness. Thank you for loving us through grace, giving us the gift of your son, baby Jesus.